0: Welcome back to the Christian Tactician Podcast. I am your host, Adam Yates. I want to thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today. I want to thank you for your support of this podcast. I hope that it's something that's encouraging to you. This is something I'm so very passionate about, calling men up to Christian manhood, calling you up higher, uh, offering encouragement and direction. I know that it's difficult. It's difficult to be a man. It's difficult to be a man with responsibility. It's difficult to be a husband. It's difficult to be a father. Uh, It's difficult... For anyone who wants to be a Christian man or woman, it's tough. It's a lifestyle of sacrifice and of, and of uh, being willing to, to uh, humble yourself, being willing to temper yourself and your desires and all that. It, it's, it's difficult. And so I appreciate you listening and being willing, I hope, to take some of these things, listen to what is useful, and, and put it to use in your life. Before I begin, I want to remind you of this. Dogs also bark at what they do not understand. Because we haven't done a good job of showing what a Christian man looks like, what a real man looks like. Our society doesn't like it. They don't want us to be men. They're afraid of it. They want to turn us from it. We can show this world what Christian men are supposed to be like. God chose you to be a man. I want you to be encouraged in that. He knows how to get you where he wants you to be. He puts you in a position to be successful, not to be a failure. Take courage in that. Take courage in knowing that there is a God who loves you, who created you, who purposed you, and who wants to get you to eternal life, who wants to help you to be successful for those who you're responsible for. If you looked at my title, you see that my title here is the No Confidence Vote. And I hope this podcast is going to be a short one to give you a a few quick things for you to think about. What is a No Confidence Vote? As most of you know, I was a police officer for many years. And this is something that I was never involved in. We did a test vote once a no confidence vote, what is it? It's uh, it's uh, when a police department, when the employees, when the officers of that department, when they feel like their chief is unable to lead them because of decisions and direction and failure to act, all of those things, when they begin to feel like because of the actions and decisions of that chief, they have no confidence in their leadership abilities, they will sometimes call for a no confidence vote. This happened recently in, in one of the larger cities in the Phoenix area that a couple of our members uh, work for. And they send out uh, an email vote to the membership of the department saying, we want you to vote about, do you feel like this chief is able to represent you? Do you have confidence in their ability to make good decisions for the welfare of the department, for your safety, for the citizens? all of those things and they literally do a vote now it's anonymous but they do a vote yes i do no i don't it goes back and then and then this this vote the results of it are presented and the intention of it is is that it is it's presented to the city council because a police chief is is uh, put in place through a city council not an elected position it's an appointed position and when the city council uh the mayor and and, and all those city council members are presented with the fact that the membership of this department don't feel like the leader is able to do that job, it's supposed to prime them into taking action. And uh, ultimately, the action that, that is hoped by the membership is that they're going to remove that chief and put somebody in who is able to competently do the job, who is able to have and gain and keep their confidence in, in the abilities to fulfill that position in a way that everybody thrives and prospers in it. This is something that it doesn't happen very often, but it's a very serious thing. And so, you know, I bring that up because uh, what does this have to do with manhood? What does it have to do with manhood? You know, I want to read a scripture here. And you know so many times I've talked about this. I talk about uh, our responsibility as men. I talk about our responsibility to our family, to our wife, to those around us. And I call you up. I call you to action. I call you to Christian action. I call you to, to look at God's Word and see how to act. I call you from uh, to not be sheepish, to not be afraid, to not stand by idle. right? This is, what, this is what I feel like is so very important that we need to do. So I'm, I'm going to read here in the Book of Mormon, and I'm going to set this up here. This is in Jacob chapter 2, and, 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 I, and I was listening to, to this the other day uh, to a fellow podcaster as he was reading this, and then he was giving some commentary on it, and he talked about how disgusting he finds men are sometimes, and he says, my own mind, he says, I, I, I'm just amazed at how foul it can be, and I find this to be true. Men, we have this ability to to just go in our mind into all sorts of places and, and, and in our actions too. You know, but every temptation and every sin begins in your mind, right? Before you ever act it out. As part of this reading, you know, there's there's a scripture I'm I'm gonna read here and it has to do with confidence confidence of those who are around you now this particular uh portion of the book of mormon this minister is calling out the people because they started doing something that was abominable to the lord and it was taking multiple wives so for any of you who feel like the book of mormon that is that is uh this Book of the Mormon Church, that the Book of Mormon preaches that it's okay to have multiple wives, I'm here to tell you, you will not find it in the Book of Mormon. In fact, you find that it's emphatically said, no, this is not okay. And what David and Solomon did uh, in Israel of old, it was abominable to the Lord. You're only supposed to have one wife. And I'm not Mormon, but I do believe in the Book of Mormon. And, you know, those things that that some people are troubled by as far as what they associate with Mormonism, you're not going to find it in the Book of Mormon. But this man, he was talking to the people, and he says, it is not okay. You will not have multiple wives. You will not do these things. And he lays out all sorts of things, reasons why it's not right. But he he makes this statement here, and he's talking to men. So I'm going to read Jacob chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 46 and 47. He says to these men, You have broken the hearts of your tender wives, and have lost the confidence of your children because of your bad examples before them. And the sobbings of their hearts ascend up to God against you. And because of the strictness of the word of God, which cometh down against you, many hearts died pierced with deep wounds." Okay, so what does he say? He says, there are these things that you were doing, and your wives and your children saw it, and you destroyed your wife's tender heart. This woman who loves you, and your children lost their confidence in you. You know, I think about that, and I think about some of the struggles that I have from time to time in my mind and what it would do to my wife. If some of those things that jump into my mind, if she were to know, you know, I I want us to understand this. Satan has access. He has access to your mind. We know that because I'm sure you're like me, that from time to time, something comes into your mind. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was doing something else. I was mowing the yard, something like that. All of a sudden, this foul thought comes into my mind. Satan has access. And if I allow myself to dwell on that thought, to let it grow to engage in it, to fantasize, whatever it is. You know, wh- what would that do to my wife if she knew? That break the heart, the tender heart of my wife? You know, it says that you've lost the confidence of your children because of this bad example. And, you know, I, I thought about that. And, and I'm going to um, I'm gonna open myself up a little bit to you guys. And I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with some things that, that have happened in my life because this can happen. And, uh, you know, before I do that, I I, I guess what I'll say is, is, you know, this, this loss of confidence, it can happen. You know, men, husbands, this can happen in your life. You know, you probably know men like this, and maybe you are like this. You know those men who they come home from work, and they go straight to their own toys. I come home, maybe I give the wife a kiss, say hello to the kids, and I retreat into my man cave. And I'm going to watch sports, I'm going to play video games, I'm going to play with my toys, I'm going to come home and I'm going to withdraw. Maybe you know men like this. Maybe this is you. Your wife has to make all the decisions. You're not willing to make a decision. You're not willing to address something. The kids want something. Ask your mom. You know, if there's a challenge, a difficulty, she takes care of it. You withdraw. Cheating, right? Committing adultery, pornography, failure to lead. You know, all these things can happen in your life. This is what this man was warning the people about. He says, you know, your bad examples, these things that you have been doing that is not according to the gospel of Christ, it wasn't just you Who was involved in it? Others saw it and they were wounded and they lost confidence in you. They lost confidence in your ability to lead. No confidence. All right, I'm opening myself up here. I can't tell you how many times as a kid that, uh, that I felt that I had, I had lost confidence in my dad. My parents were divorced when I was very young. Uh, A good portion of my upbringing, I lived with my mom and, uh, and I'll be completely honest with you, and for those who might be listening who knew my dad, I'm not knocking him. I love my dad. I loved him, and uh, he's he's been gone for uh, for years now, um, passed away, and I love him. But there were some things that happened that, that made me lose confidence when he wouldn't show up to my basketball games. And I felt like he uh, he wouldn't support me when it would be his time to take me for my time of our visit, of our weekly visit, and he wouldn't. Or we would, uh, he would come pick us up and we would go somewhere and he would not spend time with me. I could keep going. Uh, You know, as it it, uh, happened in the mind of a young kid, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I lost confidence in my dad. You know, as it turned out, part of that, not all of it, but part of those things were because of circumstances that I didn't understand. Finances and uh, work or lack thereof and, and all of those things. You know, a good portion of those things have been hidden from me to protect me. And I wonder now, I wonder, you know, how I would have thought differently if my dad would have been a little bit more open in discussing what was going on in his life with me, what his difficulties were. So, you know, as I say that, I'm not trying to, like I sat here before I even recorded this and I, and I debated whether or even not I wanted to say this, but I feel like it's important because I don't believe my dad intentionally tried to lose my confidence. And I feel like he did in a lot of aspects because he did not explain, he did not talk, he was not open with me. And uh, so, what have I done? how have i taken that and and changed you know I, i'm willing to talk to my kids about my struggles about my difficulties i try not to ever make a promise i can't keep and and if i if i if there's something that i tell them i'm going to do and we it ends up not happening i have to let them know why i don't ever want my kids to lose confidence in me but it's more than just a spending time thing or anything like that it's about spiritual things i have to address issues when they come up and when they happen if there's sin if there's Uh, Something that is not right, something that's against the the gospel of Jesus Christ—that's there. I have to address it, and I have to address it right away. I don't want my kids to lose confidence in me. You know, there's these things that 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 I want them to to know are right and are good, and I can't be afraid to address them. These are some things that I've put in. You know, and again, I I just I feel terrible. I'm not trying to be critical of my dad. Uh, He wasn't perfect, just as I'm not perfect, and none of us are perfect. And, and, you know, I've tried to build on some of those things that, that bothered me as a kid. And, you know, and I hope that uh, that I that I do it well. So I'm going to draw this podcast to a close here with with giving you a couple of things that I want you to think about. How can you build confidence in those who you have responsibility for, in your wife, in your children, that they can look at you and they can say, you know, my, my dad can handle that. My, my husband can handle that. I trust that they're going to do the right thing. First thing I have on my list is act. A man does not stand idly by. That's number one of what I feel like a man is. Act. Your actions are directed by God. Your actions are done through prayer. Sometimes we have situations that come up and we don't have a moment to pray before we have to take action. But you have a moment to pray when you put your feet out of your bed every morning, when you're taking a shower, when you're driving to work, when you're driving home. We have this time to be in communication with God to help us to act and the one thing that I feel like can give your family, those who, who, who are around you, the most confidence in you as a man is by you taking action, action that Christ would have you to take. Be intentional with your involvement. Be intentional with your involvement with your wife. Take time to talk to her. Take time to ask her how she's doing. Take time to listen to her frustrations and her complaints. Listen to the way she wants to change the house and her hopes and her dreams. Give her confidence that you care about her, that you love her, that you recognize the tenderness of her feelings and of her heart. Be intentional with your time with your children. Make time and follow through. Make it about them. Give them lessons on how to be good men. Give them lessons on what to look for in a husband for your daughter. Be intentional with your time with them. And when you're spending time with your kids, have time with them. Help them to know you as well. Make time. There, there's not enough hours in the day, and I've talked about it throughout all of my podcasts. You know what? Maybe we need to sleep just a little bit less to make sure that we're fulfilling all of those responsibilities and hitting, and making sure we 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 fully see and see to the needs of all those who are around us. Address issues, handle them, act, work together with your wife. You're a team. It's not a dictatorship. It's not a monarchy. It's not I'm always in charge, and it's not she's always in charge. You work together. Let her feel like her opinion has equal weight with yours, and you're going to make decisions together. Ultimately, you may be the one who holds the responsibility and the weight of it, but listen, talk, be involved. You guys work on it together. Work together with your wife. Be in God's Word. Be in it by reading it. Be in it by it affecting and moving your actions, your decisions, your words. Be in it by reading and be in it by doing don't hide every one of your struggles. Don't hide every one of your difficulties. I think probably one of the best things that that I could have done and that I've been trying to do as a father, my wife and I, is everything we've gone through, all the trials we've gone through recently— Every difficulty, we have not hidden it from our children. Now, my four-year-old doesn't understand all of it, but my, but my nine-year-old and my 11-year-old, they know everything. And they've watched our struggles, and if I'm having a hard day, an emotional day, if I'm feeling down and depressed, I tell them about it, ask them to pray for me. I don't hide my struggles. Someday they're going to recognize what it's like to struggle and how to do it, and they're going to have confidence because they've seen it done well, I hope. I hope and I pray in Jesus' name. Let them see how a Christian overcomes through me. This has been a pretty emotional (laughs) 18 minutes here. And I want you to think about these things. Let this scripture never be about you, that your wife's heart has been broken by your actions and your example, and your children have lost confidence in you. Let this never be you as a man. Let this never be said of you. Let this never be thought of you. Arise from the dust and be men.